Hey, everyone. Welcome to our first episode. Our sort of mission for this podcast is to give you real tangible information on things like how to battle as a buyer in a crazy seller's market, unique ways to buy investment properties, and how to hire an agent, stuff like that. So we want to share some of our experiences in real estate to hopefully inspire you, help you grow confidence to make some of those moves. Scott is super experienced in real estate investing and flipping, where I consider myself more traditional in home buying and selling, but also help investment buyers. So the thing is, when you're buying vacation rentals, investment properties, commercial buildings, or even a home that you live in, it's all an investment. And done right, you can make good money for the next big thing in your life or even help when retirement comes. So that being said, we wanted to take a little bit of time and kind of introduce ourselves and let you know what we're about and what we've done. All right, Scott, you're up first. Uh, Tell us a little bit about kind of where you grew up, how long you've been in the Black Hills, and how your real estate journey really started. Yeah, so it's a super interesting, not interesting story. I'm born and raised here. Uh, When I was 18, I moved away to go to college, kind of moved around, bought my first house in Denver or an offshoot of Denver there. Uh, It was a pretty interesting experience. It was a foreclosure. The agent was an hour away. They didn't know anything. It was kind of this crazy program that the government had where they would give you $8,000 to buy a house at that point because it was 2008, 2009. So I took advantage of that and kind of went running with that. Um, Fast forward, I used that money when I moved back to Rapid City to buy some investment properties. I ended up buying three in that first year. And they were all foreclosures, kind of dumps that basically ended up turning turning around and tried to cleaning them up and and uh, yeah, kind of did that. And how about you? What's your what's your story, Miss Holly? All right. So I was also born in the area. I was born and raised in Spearfish. And right after high school, I moved to the other side of the state where I went to school. So shortly after school, I started leasing for a real estate company, um, which is is really where I would say that my real estate career started because it was very similar to selling real estate just on a smaller level. So I moved back to the Black Hills about 11 years ago now and was hired as an assistant, Uh, got licensed and worked in the background of a lot of listings and closings for my first five years of being licensed. So with that, I, I closed hundreds of transactions with other agents as a team member and learned so much uh, from the back of the house. And then I bought my first house in 2018. All right. So Holly, you were in the background for quite a while doing these hundreds of transactions, but when did you actually get licensed and start as a, a professional agent that you are now? So I was actually licensed in 2013, but I didn't start selling real estate until 2019. So I'm going into my fourth year now of selling real estate And it was a really interesting start because I knew how to write a contract, negotiate offers and inspections, and and even market myself and my listings from the beginning. So I know that gave me an edge against other agents in town. So my first year selling real estate was uh, probably similar to another agent's third or fourth year in real estate uh, because of the volume that we've done. So I've been top 20% in our Keller Williams office since the first year I started selling real estate because of the experience that I had from day one. Um, but I learned more about myself in that first year than I did the full previous five years, uh, which is just more personal growth than anything. So when, Scott, did you become an agent? 
So I became an agent uh, about three and a half years ago. Uh, I was still working full time, but at that point, I'd been doing quite a bit with investment properties. Basically, my my I had a child that was getting born, and then another child that was going to kindergarten. So I had to figure out how to balance the schedule. So it kind of threw me into real estate and saying, "Is this the path I should go down?" So so I did. I went went down it, and it was tough that first you know six months or a couple months. It was definitely challenging, but um, at the end of it, I. I I kind of had an advantage, like kind of like you, is I knew probably more than a lot of agents going into it because of my experience with investment. So I leaned on that. I started kind of building a business based on investment, uh, building portfolios, small multifamilies, flips, things like that. Um, yeah, and it kind of took off. It's definitely a passion, something I, I'm super thankful that I did. Uh, but yeah, it was an interesting transition to corporate world to you know doing it all on your own, trying to figure it out on your own. Right. So then. Did you have, you did your own real estate plus you had your own clients in that first year? Yeah. So I tried to do both. I tried to be just tr- do a traditional agent kind of portal or whatever. And it wasn't, it was hard. It just wasn't fitting for me. So I took a step back and said, I'm just going to do my own thing. I was in a position where I could do that, thankfully. Um, and then that's just like, you hear, that's when everything kind of took off. People kind of saw it. You kind of built that exposure of this is what you can do. I was building something different than Rapid City had where there wasn't very many people focusing specifically on investments. So um, it was something that I could, yeah, kind of take and run. And it was, you know, I, I skipped over that first part, but basically what what propelled me into it is I was standing at the house that was just got done flipped before I was licensed. And I knew everything about the neighborhood. I knew more about everything in terms of just real estate than my agent. And he's a good guy, really nice person to work with. But that was kind of the point that Mike, I should just do this. I was in the background helping friends and family as well. They had agents, but I was probably doing a better job than that agent at the time. So, so yeah, kind of transitioned into it and didn't look back. All right. So how many transactions did you actually do on your first year? Uh, my first year... I did, I believe it was 28 transactions That's my good. first year. That's good. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, a lot of agents are happy to do one a month. And I think that because I was on a team and because I had the experience that I had, uh, writing a contract was easy. Doing an open house, meeting new people, uh, it was easy at that point. It wasn't It wasn't scary, which I think you hit that famine stage your first <laughs> sure. year of real estate. And it's scary. So you're a little bit intimidated. Um, so what did you do your first year? So I don't, I totally don't know the exact number, but honestly, probably somewhere around 20 to 30 transactions in that first 12 months. So it was, like I said, it was probably like everyone's story. The first couple months, no one trusted people looked at you. They knew you knew what you were doing, but they still didn't want to give you the the business. Um, and then it kind of took off after that, but uh, yeah, so I didn't have that background with the team, which would have probably been nice in some of the transactional stuff. But uh, you know, Keller Williams, our office was very, very nice with helping and supporting me through the the basic contractual part of it. And then I, I knew houses, I knew markets, I knew the data. So I was instantly pretty good with that. Yeah. And I think that with both of us coming from a place of contribution, like you knew investment properties. And so your investment buyers trusted you because you were giving them the information that maybe other agents just weren't. Sure. Yeah. And there's a track record, honestly. Even though I wasn't an agent, I could walk in and still can walk in and say it's going to cost $2,500 to put cabinets in or whatever. And then they look at you and say, well, I don't, how do you know? 
are you, is this real? And I can say, well, you want I can go show you three houses right now that this is happening in. So yeah, it was a very big advantage. It wasn't the team, but it was the knowledge that kind of helped spark my, my path. So kind of going forward now to present day, how many, like how many houses did you sell last year? Last year I did just about 60, maybe 61 transactions, buyer sellers, um, mostly buyers, I think I'm 60, 40 on my buyers. So that was obviously a big jump from year one. We're both going into our fourth year of real estate, which is kind of cool because I feel like we've always been a little competitive with each other in a really healthy way. So most of yours and I's transactions have seemed to line up through each year because how many did you do last year? So I did 61 transactions last year. Yep. So yeah. very similar. Yeah. And you have some of your own included in that? Absolutely. Yeah. And there's some, they're different. They're just a different world for sure. They're not yeah. as as beautiful as maybe some of your transactions, but they're definitely, um, yeah. They're well, good. that's the interesting part though, is that we've had this conversation that I'm more traditional, but I'm also dealing with a lot of lenders, appraisals, yeah. um, inspections, so mine are a lot more time consuming where like, what are you, what did your typical? Yeah, they're not that. Like? Yeah. It's, it's essentially how I build the business is find the property, put the deal together with the financials and then go find the buyer after it. So it's just, it's completely opposite than that. It's uh, yeah. So it's very fast, very efficient and I can do more. So um, definitely how I wanted to build it, but I don't even, do you even know how many, like what's the average agent in Rapid City? You have any idea what they did last year for is it 20? No, if if you take into account how many agents aren't actually really doing anything, maybe one or two a year. The last time I looked, I think that the average agent in our MLS did like eight. Eight deals, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's because a lot of people, a lot of agents hold a license but don't sell real estate, sure. and so that's really throwing that off. Maybe an average versus a median where. I, I think an agent that's doing 12 to 15 is probably more of an average if you take out the really yeah ones that aren't doing any business. And I think maybe that was less relevant when we both started. I honestly think it was. When I look back, and I don't know, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that, with how the market's changed and how it's going, the more deals you do, it just becomes, I think, a, such a better it's an advantage for your clients because you see more contracts, you understand what's going on. Um, what do you think on that? I mean, have you seen that piece or what do you, what in your life, what does that look like? Yeah. So most of that, and that's why I say I had an advantage by being in the background for so long because I learned a lot from the other agents deals that were, yeah. you know, the bad things that were happening, not bad, but the the hard things. I mean, we ran into so many weird things that then you learn how to navigate that. So when it happens again, you're already ahead of the game. Yeah, you can see it coming, right? So you, yeah. can, per, you can stop it before anyone even knew it was going for sure, which is a huge advantage. Right. Or at least know who to reach out to when it comes up because we don't have all the answers, but knowing who to go to for the right answers is a big thing too because we maybe have already made a contact with a really good plumber in the past yeah. when we had something go, or, or you know, foundation guys. So we've had those connections and we know how to to move forward with it because we have the experience from it happening already rather than reading an article or, you know. Yeah, Googling it, YouTubing Googling it, right? It. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is fantastic, but it's maybe not the best. Which is fantastic because that's exactly how I learned how to put this podcast yeah, together. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it, yeah, I think that the longer you're in real estate, 
clearly the more you're going to learn and be able to help your buyers and sellers. And that's I, just... I know we're going to probably talk about this on a down the road too, but I also think just the contractual side of it has changed so much. You know, I remember being in a meeting a year ago, maybe more than that, and no one was using the, the box on a contract where you can write everything in. And now if you're not using that box, you'll never win a deal for your client. So those are things that I think that, you know, when when I look at a sweet spot, you know, pat ourselves on the back, I think we are in the sweet spots for being agents. I want an agent that, you know, does probably over 20, maybe 30 transactions, but I don't necessarily want an agent that does 200 transactions because I think you lose some, some, some sight there. So I think that 50, 60 transactions is fantastic because it allows you to understand what the market's doing. You're going to be fresh with it. You're going to understand contracts better and how to win. Um, yeah. And how to kind of move forward on it. So I'm sure we'll dig into that. Okay. So let's wrap up today, uh, with a really high note and say, is there a part of real estate that you're super proud of or feel like you're you're making a real impact? Yeah, I think uh, I think hopefully everyone has an answer to something like that. But you know, I, I enjoy working with first-time home buyers. There's something about when you get in their first house and the smile and that's that's wonderful. But I think for me, kind of leaning on that investment side, like I've helped gosh, two or three, a couple people kind of quit their jobs and and move on to next next parts of their lives. And I think that's for me, that's pretty rewarding to like see that change and just know how powerful real estate can be on your financials. Like a, a normal, a generally normal person can do very well um, with with buying the right investment property. So seeing that people, they're seeing that with people and how, how their lives have changed, you know, getting vacations and things like that that they never had before. Um, that's, yeah, it's been a huge deal. I love, I love seeing that, that growth, I guess, and that change within my clients and, and inspires me to do more how about you what's your thoughts on Uh, so for me i'm a little bit more introverted when it comes to groups of people come on now i am uh so for me it was really i was really nervous to go into real estate because i i just kept thinking of these big networking groups where i stand (laughs) in a corner but i realized that creation creating relationships with strangers and even acquaintances that i you know kind of knew but not really to be able to create real true relationships has been my favorite part of this. And I have met some of the coolest people. Like I didn't know that I could do that well until I was doing that well and looked back on it and said, okay, one-on-one I I'm creating deep um, relationships. And a lot of that, like I said before, there's sort of an intimacy when you're with a buyer and a seller, because there's so much going on during the whole process. You're actually touching base once every couple of days, which is more than I do with some of my really good friends and family sure. members. So to create a special bond with that. And then I have, I've had some of these clients become good friends, which is just really special to me. And um, I've also connected people with other people in, in different realms of life, which is really cool to see too, that now they're connected because of a relationship that I created with them. Sure. Yeah. Kind of building that community and yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, we're going to wrap this up today. Thank you so much for joining us. And we hope you'll come back for episode two. We hope this episode sparked some curiosity or grew your confidence to make your next move in the real estate world. Reach out to us with questions or for tangible steps you can take to get started. We would love for you to rate this podcast and share it with a friend. Our contact info and social media links are in the show notes. Make it a great week.